This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Made to Capture is the title of a new photography exhibit at the Hunterdon Art Museum in Clinton. It features forward-thinking photography from the last few decades, created in many different and surprising ways. I recently spoke with Kristen Acola, who curated the show. My first question for her was, in a time when, more than ever, everyone is taking photographs, and we have vast social media networks built, for the most part, out of photographs, does that create a special challenge for the kind of professional artists featured in this exhibit? I don't think so, because I think what most people are putting on social media are are documents of their lives and their pursuits and their families and, you know, whatever it is going on in their lives. More in keeping with what traditional photography has always been, which is to record life, you know, as it is. This show is specifically not that. This show is based on the idea, almost like a a painter would paint a painting. In, in other words, these photographers wanted to create their own realities. So each of them in their own way, with their own separate techniques and style and concepts, creates a world that is not out there to be documented. They created it and then shot it with a camera. So um, while I'm sure some people do that on social media, I don't think it's the primary reason for social media yeah well well the photos in this show are very arresting i guess that's one way of putting it they they do make you reflexively stick with them and try to figure out what's going on with them uh you know how are they made and why and and it's a genre that i've always loved in photography you know i i totally admire and respect you know um the other forms of photography, you know, documentary and, um, you know, the, the kind of social recording, the journalistic kinds of photography. There's a wonderful history of that in uh, around the world. But these photographers, as I said, they're, they're creating their own world. So maybe because I started as a painter in the 70s myself, I, am draw- I was drawn to this concept. Yeah, I, I thought, I, I mean, I read the, the press materials. I thought that was an interesting uh, point you make, that these um, are closer to paintings than what we think of as photography. Well, let's talk about um, two artists in particular, just so people have an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, Walter Martin and Paloma Munoz. Yes. Was that how you say them? They, yeah. they, are, they are literally creating miniature worlds. Um, can you talk a little bit about who they are, what they do, and how they create these images? Well, they actually uh, build them out of, you know, materials they find and create. Uh, miniaturization, as you probably, as everyone probably knows, is something that people have been into for a long time, as in dollhouses and so forth. So they make these little people in landscapes. And but what's interesting about theirs is that they're, each piece is part of a story. And the story, it's, it's like a frozen moment in a story. So none of it is, you know, takes you to the end. There's no storyline that you can follow but a lot of things are hinted at and they're very psychological and and, and sort of angst-ridden 
the narratives are uh, spooky. You look at what's going on and often you sort of gasp. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're, they're kind of like pages out of storybooks uh, or mystery novels, you know, where something is about to happen that isn't necessarily going to be a good outcome. And and they and they literally in this case they they are literally creating these miniatures in snow globes. No, they create them for snow globes. For snow globes, okay. To be put inside, then they are put inside snow globes. We actually exhibited some of the snow globes at the museum, so people could see where they end up. These these little worlds, not all of them. Right. Are, end up in snow globes, but a lot of them do. And they, this couple, they're very famous for these photographs. Everybody falls in love with them because they draw you in. They're absolutely hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, like when the, this set of photos from them in particular, I I, want, I I look through those, and I thought, whoa, like Pixar. This looks like some like big like you know, right. lush, lushly produced Pixar movie. Um, but at the same time, uh, I, but they're like three inches by three inches. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then, well, then when I I read about how they were actually produced, I was like, oh, that's, that's not Pixar at all. It's not digital at all. Right. Exactly. I've been attracted to this particular genre of photography, uh, since I first saw it probably, probably 15 years ago, um, Sandy Skogland and uh, James Casabera, two that come to mind, who became famous for it quite early on, where it just seems like it has to be real, but it isn't. And with Sandy Skogland, she would literally create environments that were so out of this world. And imagine an entire room filled with green cats or something, you know, and and (laughs) everything in the room is green kind of thing. Um, So I I just, I loved it again because I'm drawn to art that is part of the imagination, part of psychology and the unconscious. And that is just my preference as a curator. Um, Another photography curator, I mean, I'm not a, um, a photography curator per se, but mm-hmm. um, another person doing a f- photography show might not be drawn to this genre at all, because there are so at this point in time there are more photography genres than than you can name. That, that's really interesting. I mean, the um, just reading up on this, maybe think about photography and curators in in general are also art historians, and uh, and I know that you're you are a, a visual arts curator. Um, but as you know, you know, photography is so much younger, uh, of a medium than painting or, uh, sculpture, you know, by yes, ten, yes. Ten, tens of thousands of years. <laughs> yes, of course. And, You're and, absolutely right. Yeah. And it's like, and so I always like to ask people, you know, who think about this stuff a lot, like, um, how do you compare the two? Like what, uh, you know, what's the difference between, uh, in, you know, all in your head, um, what's the difference between curating a photography show versus a painting or a sculpture show because of, of that those reasons? Well, you know, earlier on in, this cent- in the 20th century, I would have said the difference is enormous. But because one is recording, you know, something, um, it's recording nature. 
and the other is recording, you know, it, it, what comes out of a human mind. And so one is actual, one is is made up kind of basic terminology. But now, as a curator, I think many many curators now feel that photography and painting are kind of on an equal plane. Not all, but I would say photography of this sort is on a level with painting. It it's and even sculpture, since these uh, are three dimensional before they're made two dimensional. So these artists are creating worlds, visual worlds, from their minds. They're not recording nature. They're not recording what's out there uh, as it is. They're they're instead of painting their world, they're building it and then capturing it with a camera. That ends up being just an actual. That's just a material difference, a, a, a medium difference, like between acrylic and oil paint. In my mind, you know, because you're still creating what you want to convey. What What do you hope that that people will see when they come to check this show out? What do you, What do you hope they'll they'll take away from seeing this collection of photographs? As a curator, I always hope people will be uh, excited to see something they haven't seen. To, you know, these, uh, you know, unless you go into New York City all the time and go to all the galleries, most people, most people will not have seen these artists. So I like the idea that not only are they going to see art, you know, art they've never seen, but perhaps a concept they've never seen. Uh, I'm quite sure that many people don't know that this is even a genre of photography. You know, when you live in the art world the way I do my entire adult life, I'm always shocked, you know, when I leave the, the sort of enclosure of the art world and realize that it's, it's, it's not as well known out there, you know. And one of the things the Hunter Dinn does that I love so much is that they bring a really fresh view of contemporary art to, to the community of Hunterdon and through all kinds of wonderful exhibitions. And I, so I, I hope people, cause I, of course, there's wall text on the walls for each artist and a, a primary wall text to explain the show. So the hope is that people look at the work and read enough to understand, you know, the point of, of these photographs and what is so unusual about them. And they they have an experience. They get to have an experience they wouldn't have had, and they get to see a part of our visual world that that is hopefully new and exciting and inspiring. And lots of kids go through the museum because they have a big education program. So I'm always hopeful that more than anything that the kids will really get excited, you know, and uh, become museum goers in the future. Curator Kristen Acola, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. The exhibit made to capture will be up through January 3rd, 2016. For more information, go to huntertonartmuseum.org. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening.
The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.